0: Son, where'd you find this? Buckle up, Buttercups! It's time to get down to business. It's the Totally Legitimate Business Podcast. Totally legit. Now, here are your hosts, Clint and James.
1: Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to the Totally Legitimate Business Podcast. We are your hosts, Clint and James. Let's get down to business. Clint, how you doing, my guy?
2: uh i'm a little slow today but we had a ripper last night man uh um, yeah why
1: don't you tell me about it
2: played a void dancer show that was sold out which was super sick um got to play with a couple rat ass bands from seattle um into the storm and eris and witch ripper witch ripper is doing their album release show um super crazy uh you should check that album out it's pretty cinematic um Mm-hmm. but yeah dude uh packed that place out just played a hell of a show and then also at the at same venue the stage next door our old friends in free throw uh nationally touring pop punk act gods i don't know whatever whatever they like to refer themselves as but uh <laughs> they were in the next room so just like kicking it with those dudes all day just had a blast but uh yeah uh got in bed at what like 3 30 or something so damn you hear the radio voice today that's what that's about so Ooh, smooth jams <laughs> but yeah man uh super sick so uh if anybody listens to this that came out thank you i had a really good time um yeah man what's going on with you oh nothing much
1: dude just you know just plotting away over here i'm uh uh i have to do a lot of computer things i'm way overdue for it uh, and i'm just dreading it but you know
2: like a full Uh, full like it's
1: it's gonna be a it's gonna be a whole thing you know i've just uh it's one of those things where i just want it to work and every time i change something it doesn't work or there's a possibility that it won't work again so it's just you know gives me a bunch of anxiety but we're here we're doing it and uh i'm gonna figure a way around it this it's it's important to to upgrade and my computer i'm super Surprised and happy that it has survived as long as it has, but it won't update anymore and it's time for a new one. So
2: it's it's hard to say goodbye to old friends, right? It
1: is hard to say. I've been through a lot with that computer.
2: <laughs> yeah, the 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 keyboard's really sticky, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm. I mean, all the components are sticky.
2: All the components are sticky. That's my favorite um, feeling is to be sticky.
1: But, you know, that's that's about it. That's about it. Other than that, I've really just been looking forward to this very interesting conversation that we're about to have. And yeah. and before we get into that conversation, we have to introduce the, the, the one. The
2: sticky, the sticky ickiest of all, the ooey the gooey sticky, guest. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sticky ickiest of all the ooeyest gooeyest guest Ooh-wee. Tyler Walker let's give it up for Tyler Walker here he is oh okay that's fine yeah the applause was just applause short. Short. <It's fine. laughs> <Skull clock. laughs> how you doing bub how you doing,
2: doing I uh also feel beat so I feel you Clint but feeling good feeling just got back from my run and trying to catch up on sleep yeah you know they say it never happens though so just why try Yeah, i have a meeting with my hot tub as soon as this is over with that I, I, <laughs> i'm gonna be in there for a minute tonight
1: yeah no no for sure that's that is crucial courtney got this sauna bag it's like a heated sleeping <laughs> bag dude on the days and it's been super cold here my body's just been aching getting in that thing and just warming like sweating it out.
2: Do you sweat out? Like oh is yeah. It, is it you sticky? Can't, icky.
1: You can. It's super sticky, <laughs> and I sweat. I'm a. I'm like a a drippy individual. But uh, you have to wear. You can't let it gets so hot in there. It'll burn your skin. So you have to cover your skin. You have to wear sweatpants at least and a sweatshirt
2: at least Whoa. cover your skin.
1: It gets hot wow. as hell. And uh, then you're just but, in
2: wet sweats when you're done. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, it it sounds like it's going to be super brutal, but when you heat your body up to that temperature and you step out into the cold, you're so hot, you're like, thank God, thank God. My, my skin felt like it was starting to melt off of me and, and this, you know, whatever 60 degrees in, in the living room is totally fine. It's um, you're like <laughs> steam is just coming off of your clothes. It's amazing, <laughs> but it, it, it really does help it. Especially like after the knee surgery, the, my, that leg will just get tight, especially when it gets cold in, in strange ways. So getting in there. So I hear you, if I had a hot tub, we'd be in that all the time too.
2: Yeah, it's the inflatable bad boys—the best, best yeah. investment that I uh, made over quarantine for sure.
1: Uh, I'm not Jealous? gonna lie, watching the backyard at your house develop from when you <laughs> when you got it to what it is now—I just I fucking love it.
2: Well, if you're gonna be trapped at home, we might as well be.
1: No, seriously.
2: Trapped in a vibe.
1: <laughs> yeah. Get lost in the garden.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. As, as we all look forward to our healing sessions, uh, from our, from our over, over 30, uh, creative and musician, uh, endeavors this weekend. Um, Tyler, what's, what's been going on. I know you, uh, I've seen you a couple times in the last couple years since yeah. COVID, right? Like you, every time you tour through Seattle, you're so kind as to hit me up. We'll go grab a beer or something, but, uh, yeah. who, who have you been out running with lately? Uh, past like year and a half, I've been out with Jason Isabel in the 400 unit. I'm doing uh, drum teching and keyboard teching for them currently. Hell yeah, it's been it's been good. I've been writing some ambient jams along the way under Buff Cousin. So, <laughs> yeah, how many how many monikers do you go under now? Like, how many how many uh, projects do you have? There's only th- three at the moment. moment. I mean. Like, Matt, that happened last night, but there's, like, who knows? You know, it might happen again. <laughs> yeah, But it was happening because, like, silly, because a band we used to tour with forever, it was coming through town on, like, their last tour ever. And I was like, we got to, like, have this weird reunion show where we play the same music we were playing back then and stuff. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, that, like, I DJ under Sessie and then I'm just making, because the world's a crazy, hectic place, I'm making soft ambient jams under buff cousin buff cousin I, I fucking love that. love that name I've actually yeah. tuned into a couple of your uh your sessy sessions when you go live on Instagram because you know I'll see what Tyler's playing and you're just over there spinning and you're like pointing at the camera and shit yeah, yeah. Still- yeah I mean still got it I think I <laughs> oh, <you> haven't, <laughs> haven't lost my edge fully <laughs> no you,
1: you never you never lost it honestly you have you have enough edge to last a lifetime <laughs> <You're> so edgy. <laughs> That's all I'm to say. Voice. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously, chisel that shit in stone for sure. Uh, but that's that's awesome. So, you know, we we the past couple episodes have been kind of downers. Clint and I have been, you know, <laughs> feeling feeling the stress, and we've been we've been we we don't necessarily want to dwell on that, even though we're gonna talk about some darker shit later. But uh uh really, like, you've always been a super creative person, probably out of anyone at school, the most productive and the most creative in the sense that the, the scope of things you are willing to create, what is it? What is it that makes you do that? Why is it? Because Clint, we always talk about it in the sense that, you know, we could never stop doing this. For as many times as we've been frustrated and thought about selling it all, we don't, because we have to do it. We can't not ever not do it, you know? Well, so what we, is like, the reason for you you know
2: we've seen we've seen it so i feel like all, but all three of us have seen it so many times where they're like you know someone just i sold everything man i only wear khakis And yep. <laughs> you know, you're like i'm like, just gonna, you know, gonna get
1: a gonna get a job at an insurance agency yes yeah, i'm good
2: you know you can do both <laughs> uh but yeah we, i guess because we've seen it so many times also like i know that you guys feel the same way just like idle hands sometimes where like mm. like a project or something sometimes your mind starts drifting off into you know darker shit or something
1: yeah so like, absolutely
2: you know keeping a schedule or just having projects to do always this. i always it, or, but that's I, I always, always say it. the I always say the best way to to stay out of trouble is just to stay busy, right? So, like, that's why yeah. I've always got, like, in things going on at all times. Because if not, I'm going to be a fucking idiot and, like, wind up, like, you know, just doing something stupid or, like, going to a bar and just, like, spending a 100 Wasting time, die, yeah, you or know? money, yeah. 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 Like, every once in a while, like, I love going to a bar and wasting time when I've been doing shit nonstop, you know, for sure. Totally. But Like, uh, yeah, for that, it's just, I would just be... Just doing drugs, probably by myself at my house or some shit.
1: Well, I mean that's uh, that's the rabbit hole a lot of people go down. Yeah, you know, honestly, that's the rabbit hole a lot of people go down, and I never, I'm sure like, that video
2: games. So I feel like I have that on my like I'm really bad at every video game. So if I do try to play video games, you've
1: like, got sure, something to fall yeah. back on. Yeah. yeah, I'm just
2: like ah, <laughs> I'm so bad at this.
1: <laughs> Might as well do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no no i i I hear you and completely agree with that like a large portion of it is idle hands uh especially um i spiral i I used to spiral so wildly and and it's like one-to-one relationship if i'm not keeping my mind busy with some kind of creative project or creative endeavor i'm just gonna end up in a very dark place very in a very short period of time
2: we all have like financial like income from other things that aren't like our creative endeavors you know yeah 100 percent. yeah and we but that's what i'm saying like a lot of people fall into that like i can't it's only one or the other and you're like no dude
1: it really it really yeah it doesn't have to be that way there's especially now there's no fucking rules
2: yeah Well, dude, and with, like, Bandcamp and how easy it is to, like, just do anything now, dude, like, you can straight up, you can never have to play a show, never have to go do stuff and still just put out, like, music every month, you know? Yeah, exactly. I have a friend that just puts, like, an album out every month, but, like, never tours. And, like, I I feel like he kind of lives off that. He lives in Austin, I feel like, you know? But I'm always like, I mean, the music's kind of trash, but. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and throw under the bus here. Well, but Sorry. see,
1: here's here's the thing. Like, one of the funny things about the internet is that somebody's gonna like it.
2: Yeah, you exactly. know,
1: and, it's, and we we all it, know that we've all made fringe fucking music, and somebody has listened to it that we don't know that we have no personal or direct connection to. Um, He just
2: names, like, all the songs things that people might search for on TikTok or... Fucking genius. You know what I'm saying? Like, weed is tight. Fucking... (laughs) Oh, sick! Now, like, weed is tight on his Spotify place has, like, millions of plays, because, like, so many people use them on TikTok, because they search weed is tight. (laughs) That's... That's
1: fucking hilarious, man. I mean, uh,
2: he's not wrong. Yeah, I mean... He isn't. I mean...
1: He isn't, uh uh this is random one of my friends from nebraska was playing a show somewhere and he played a show with real dom
2: oh so in chicago recently
1: i think so yeah i think it was in chicago yeah
2: whoa hell yeah
1: isn't that crazy i yeah. i is his uh his shit uh popped up in the first picture was of dom and then there was a video of him
2: performing i think uh, did i meet did i meet dom in hawaii you met Dom in Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. I was to <laughs> Dom with the mullet and like the dog collar. Yeah. Like, does that sound yeah, that's on brand? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah That's that's Dom. <laughs> that's brand for sure.
1: Dude, it was but it was awesome seeing him. He was shredding on stage. Uh,
2: his paintings uh, are like popping off. He's like an artist dude, now. I
1: know, I was yeah. looking at his page, it's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah.
1: Um uh it's just so weird because like last night Clint plays a show with dudes that we used to play shows with back in Murfreesboro and Nashville. Uh, I I don't know. It's so funny. The world becomes smaller and smaller. And I guess, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the internet. Maybe the internet makes that happen way faster, but I just feel like, uh, I don't know. It's interesting to see the, the, the connections expand and the, the,
2: well, after you thin the herd once, once thirty hits and people say, "Yeah, no. it's khaki time." Yeah, the, the herd thins, so there's you know there's only Absolutely. a handful of us left. So we Absolutely. all khaki we, we all have to <laughs> stick together, right? Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you can have to be like, who's left? <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and meanwhile, I'm like 35, still playing death metal, and I don't know how to tie a necktie myself. Like I can't. I just never. I can't. <laughs> never learned. Never learned <laughs> yeah. myself i never had to i just clip them on same <laughs> the only tie i ever really wore was when i worked at fucking macaroni grill
1: <laughs>
2: dude. and i wore a sequenced velcro on time yeah
1: yeah, yeah dude t-
2: tyler you've always been just kind of at at the forefront of just doing something rad like whatever it is right like i remember um you know, back in, back in Murfreesboro, you were always like organizing house shows and, um, you even did, um, the, the tour to fun. Like you were, weren't you like the main dude who started tour to fun? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just like a a wild idea that blossomed into a beautiful thing, but, uh, yeah, just like, like how many bikes can we get on the streets of Murfreesboro and how many house shows can we book in one day? Yeah, dude. I just remember, I remember seeing you, I, like riding a fixed gear bike and i was just like what the fuck is that and then all of a sudden dude like three years later it's like just a mass of like 300 people going down to go to some like yeah. punk show at a, like a house and i was just like a, a handful of custom
1: double stacked <laughs> bikes dude yeah. yeah that shit got out
2: of control for a while dude i did my tall <laughs> bike for sure <laughs> As dangerous as the things were, they were, fun they, as were fun.
1: they were fun as hell. Yeah, I remember when you taught me how to ride it. I was like, that looks sketch as fuck. But after I was up there for a minute, I was like, I see the appeal.
2: Yeah, <laughs> cool. I see the appeal. I remember Charlie riding one, and like someone cut him off at the square, and he just stepped on their windshield. <laughs> Charlie got kind of, like bent down, like looking in their eyes, and I was like, "Fuck, bro, I'm good. I'm good. Cool." Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Tour de Fun still happening in some some shape or form? Uh, like, I, I think I remember seeing man. that a couple years ago where they someone, tried to do something. Someone tried to do similar thing called Burrow Fondo. Yeah. That's yeah, what it is. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but then like one of the dudes that tried to organize it ran away with all their money. Sick. Really? And, I, and we all know who really? it was. We could drop a name on here if we want to.
1: Hey, go ahead. That's not going to bother me. I don't give a shit.
2: Y'all remember Torres? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> that's just by the, that's what i heard that's what i heard yeah so but yeah, yeah i think that well, is even man. happening anymore but there's always something that's gonna happen in murfreesboro it's because the college is there dude but- for sure there's um there's a really sick uh grindcore band that they're all like 20 years old and they all live out there so they're just like carrying they're called knoll uh if you haven't checked them out they're fucking insane dude um but yeah i think they like kind of do the same shit where it's like they're DIY touring all the time. They live in like a punk house. They do house shows and shit. And it's like, that's fucking rad, man. Like I'm glad to see that spirit still alive in middle Tennessee. Right. Is it K N O L L? Like no, like that. All right, yeah. tight. I'll check that out. Yeah, dude. I was like, they played a show up here and I um I was like chatting with them. I was like, Oh, you guys are from Tennessee? Like, we knew a bunch of the same people and stuff. And then uh I was like walking back to the bar area and I was like, I was like, yo, come chat with me. And they're like, Oh no, I can't. And I was like, Oh, I don't care if you drink, dude, it's fine. He was like, Oh no, I'm like I'm 19 years old. I was like, <laughs> Wow, okay. Well, you can't holy shit, bud. All right, yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah, there a few times where you're hanging yeah, out with someone after the show, and you're like yeah, come on, let's go after a party. And they're like, my mom's on her way. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay.
1: okay see you later but, well, that's,
2: that kid probably grew up to be like fucking someone or you
1: know yeah definitely without sure. a question
2: yeah bless up to fucking parents who like drop their kids off at shows and stuff because i was oh, definitely yeah. that kid and i was always super embarrassed right I'd be like, can you drop me off a block away and like i get out with like fucking a mohawk and like you know a fucking rancid shirt trying to like look cool right but like everybody <laughs> knows everybody's like that's like a suburban little fucking like idiot kid right we went to a restaurant when i was visiting my parents like a couple months ago and i was like whoa that's like like the vfw was across the street and that's yeah. where all the punk shows happened in pensacola and i remember like my parent my like mom would drop me off at the parking lot across the street and i would go see strike anywhere and then <laughs> uh she would just wait in the parking lot and like watch me like go around the building to smoke cigarettes and stuff and then I would just walk back to the car and she would drive. She would just sit in the car. It's like before iPhones. I was like, what? And I would be so embarrassed. But now looking back, I looked in that restaurant and I was like, this is the parking lot you used to sit in and watch me smoke cigarettes. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. I, I always get stoked when I see that. It was like, um, I was working on merch for my friend's band at um, this little place that we have up here in Seattle. Uh, shout out the Cherry Pit. It's super dope. Um, it's like the only like all ages DIY space that we have going right now. Um, and. Yeah, we're just like playing up there, and then this crew of like oddly put together like sixteen year old kids. You know, it's like they're trying to wear clothes that make them look cool, but it just makes them look really awkward. And yeah, they just, yeah, and then just a hodgepodge of like weird subcultures going on, and then yeah. this dad with like five kids. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck yeah, dude!" I was like, "If you want to cool. hang out back here, I got yeah. you." Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, the kids need something to do, right? They need to stay busy too, right? We got to keep really them off of the yeah, not really the ones who are like, if you're gonna come over to drink, you can. not You just gotta put your keys in the fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool mom. Yeah, yeah cool <laughs> awesome. Why? <wine. laughs>
1: well, I mean, you know, like even even just having the outlet to play shows. Like, I don't know how many all ages venues are anymore. Even when I was a kid in Nebraska, there was only like two places in our town where we could play. If we, if we didn't have that, we would have fucking nothing. There was nothing there. And if we didn't have that as kids to do on a Friday or Saturday night, man, that place would have sucked. It would have been so boring.
2: Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's like insurance. And I'm not sure, like, I know Seattle's super strict because Mm -hmm. they have to, like, the venue has an all-ages thing. They have to have, it's some, like, outrageous insurance amount, like a million dollars or something, right? And. I just remember it was a little more lawless and I'm sure Nashville's really reined it in, but like there was just so much shit going on that shouldn't have been going on. Like all ages shows with just full bar going on and just like, Oh yeah, you just, they just X the hands and then the kids just go like wash their hands off. And like, you know, like we're not cops. We're just trying to like make the show happen. So I, I, was working at a venue for a while that had that happen a lot. I had to go in front of the liquor board and vouch for them like three times. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh yeah. dude, Cause I was like oh. a for a while. So like one of the debt, da- dude, it's like, it happened. It was like some hardcore show. Right. And some kid from like Franklin or like one of these like suburbs was out there, hit, uh, you know, mouthed off, you know, how the muse was like the kids just got, got beat the fuck up because they yep. moshed the wrong way or whatever. Um, kid got beat up his dad was a cop at franklin and then just came down on us super hard like (laughs) he like threatened to sue me because i had like booked the show it threatened to like sue the venue they took the the liquor license away for a couple weeks so like the venue just made zero money you know because like that's the only way you make money right Yeah. yeah so yeah it was it ended up just being super gnarly i just i just remember sitting there having to like vouch for them just looking like a fucking idiot because I had like giant ears <laughs> and like a shaved head and, like, or like tattooed and then there's this board of directors and power suits there and then the cop dad is just staring at me the whole time like you endanger my son I'm like your son came to a hardcore show man you should have just dropped him off and waited in the parking lot none of this would have happened <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> well lucky for that dad it's now a domino's so hey there we go still hot and ready hot and ready baby no, that's little caesars man Domino's is much whatever who price. fucking cares yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know i hope stuff like that still happens like out there not kids getting beat up but like you know just the availability, <laughs> the availability of like uh, under or, like or like all ages shows and stuff because that was a game changer for me like it's like it is a kid growing up too right like we had that little punk venue in town and that was it you know yeah. like i was just there every weekend because but that like,
1: that can be enough that Dude, can be totally. enough, you know, like that can be enough to just, you know, give a, a kid a positive outlet or,
2: yeah. All of our like all ages show in Pensacola were at the first assembly of God, which is like this church that would just like let us rent out the rec space and throw shows in it with the nice. cool pastor. And you'd be like, oh, they're yeah. a Christian metal band. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we, that's the excuse every time, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like they say God in this one song. It's like it's totally cool. I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> First assembly of God Everybody just calling it fag And everybody (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like Yeah there's a sick Rory show at fag tonight And you're like what is going on Everybody's got a for voice because That is
1: that is the most Florida shit I've heard
2: (laughs) Florida lingo Like full twist Like I'm going to full twist tonight (laughs) Sick dude Sack Tyler you always got the good lingo buddy <laughs> I'm, I'm going to yeah. use both. Come on. I'm not scared like to use people. any words. It's a thing. It's like you just have to be, live the word life freely. Yeah,
1: it really is. It really is important.
2: Yeah, it was one, just. Go,
1: go ahead. ahead. No, 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 was, no. No, you I'm go ahead.
2: Said my friend <laughs> tweeted the world was a better place when everybody used the phrase cool beans.
1: It was. It was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Yeah. Cool
2: beans, guys. Cool beans. Cool beans. <laughs> Maybe we should bring it back. Make okay. It yeah, let's
1: do that right now. If Cool Sorry. Beans is the glue that binds us together, let it be, okay? If all I have to do is say Cool Beans, then that's it. pretty simple. That's like the least amount of effort possible. I'm so yeah. down for that, you know?
2: It's like better than recycling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sure is. It sure fucking is. But yeah, it was honestly, it was just always there. Was it, it, it in Murfreesboro, there were waves, right, and some waves before us that were epic, and and we caught like the tail end of some of those things, but our wave was epic, like our our window of time that we were there was the most lawless, the best lawless. We were talking about in another episode how on the fifth floor we could push the walls out and see outside. Remember, because so- you, you you were you were in the shopping cart and they rammed you into the wall.
2: For for anybody listening, it was- who doesn't who doesn't know what the fifth floor is. So basically we oh, all, yeah, went to, all went to middle Tennessee state university known for their music program due to his proximity to Nashville. Right. So of course they just take all of the music majors and it's not like actual musicians, like where we're all playing cello and like being classical. It's like, it's all the people who want to do music marketing and audio production. And so we're the just worst. The, the worst the fucking weird. The worst. Yeah, yeah. So they are like, Oh yeah, we'll just stick them all on the same floor. It'll be fine. And, like it was not fine like there was, <laughs> there was for sure rules made because of what uh yeah. that group did but see that's like, that's what i'm <laughs>
1: saying like we we pushed the boundary we our our group was a little bit different in the sense that we ruined it for other people because we took it so far
2: <laughs> we're like that asshole that died at a concert you know? and now there's extra security at concerts now yeah well <laughs> well yeah kinda yeah yeah sort of. and they I were mean, they, they were remodeled the entire they like gutted the whole building and rebuilt yeah. the year we graduated
1: right after we left yeah they were Dude, just waiting they're like the hilarious no, not for <laughs> these guys
2: And the hilarious part, too, is it was, like, a dry campus, right? And none of us were 21 yet, right? But you could just hear us, like, every time somebody's taken out trash, it was just, like, Yeah, Yeah. no.
1: It was lawless. It was so lawless.
2: A bunch of cops and Clint on shroom. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, I got kicked out of that dorm. (laughs) (laughs) So much wild shit happened on the first floor. I remember, like, smoking salvia for the first time in, like, Hank's room. Oh,
1: I, I, dude, I remember, I don't know who this was. Maybe it was me. I remember someone's cover came off of their AC unit and there was a pack of natty ice in there from like 10 years ago. (laughs) It was like, it was like, it was just disgustingly covered in scuzz. That place, Uh, Clint, Clint summed it up perfectly. The same people who build prisons built the building that we lived in for that year. Oh, it's amazing. A, None of us got hepatitis, you know, honestly.
2: We just got a nice yeah. cinder block cell where we met uh, the friends that we're going to have for the rest of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much like prison, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah de- definitely.
2: We all got uh, bro tats. It's great. Yeah. But
1: it, it was just, it, uh, there was there were so many moments. I remember just like watching you you know, turn something, an idea into some like much more complex, uh, organization where I was like, damn, this person, most people I know who have the creative ability of you don't have the wherewithal to see their ideas through. And I've always loved watching you take an idea from an idea that some might even say is impossible and you figuring out a way to make it fucking possible. I don't know. It was was honestly, there were times where you were like just the the Willy Wonka, you know, like the magical wizard, just like (laughs) sprinkling dust and being like, oh yes, watch, plant it, it will grow.
2: You would like come into my room and I have all the strings on my wall? No, dude,
1: seriously. There was always something. You were always cooking up something and and the plans just got successively more complex. Uh, And it was just Perfect example.
2: I went to see one of your bands play one time, and I don't know whose idea this was, but this was just the kind of shit that you were doing. Um, I saw, I think, maybe, maybe our buddy Charlie... Uh, get on a bike to power all the instruments for the set with um with theremin blocks, like wood blocks <laughs> with lasers in them to control the music while just riding a bike. And I was like, what in the fuck is this? <laughs> like, who <you> know, like, <laughs> who did happen. made this monstrosity? And then of course it's you guys up there just like, yeah. <laughs> that was actually Charlie's like thesis for... Uh, the physics of music, or something like that—something like wild shit, like that. But yeah, that was, that was a fun, fun show. That was like—I feel like—didn't we dress up as like we were all like Olympians too? Like, Dude, to- I don't even—I don't even, Yeah, there was <laughs> there was always some wild shit going on. But yeah, uh, uh, James um, Charlie, friend of the show. If he's ever off tour, we should we should have
1: a. Oh yeah, in. no, that's yeah. the hard part is because he's always on tour, but. Uh yeah, you,
2: can, you can nail him down. You can nail
1: him down. Yeah, just we'll, we'll we'll catch him on a window when he's got a breather. We absolutely have to have him on. I'm yeah, just not, we're honestly, to get to dude, coming over. I remember just fucking coming over to your guys's house, and it was always some fucking mad scientist shit going on, like always at all times. But it, the vibe was always low. But there was intense. I remember one day I walked in there, and Charlie was building a a wall of guitars that would play themselves, and. Nobody was, <laughs> un, nobody was phased by that. I was like, what, <laughs> what is happening right here?
2: Yeah, We're just like, yeah, that's the guitar walk. We're, and that's
1: the whole, it's this there. whole thing where we, and you were, you were advancing something else. I don't know. It was just, it was just, those were, those were very special times. And some of the, some of the house shows that we played were just some of the, oh my gosh, dude. you know, most fun of, sure. of any shows I've ever played. Some of those were just to have not only, A hundred people there, but a hundred of our friends just literally tearing a house apart. Literally, literally destroying a house.
2: I love, like, do you guys ever, like, go to a bigger show and they're, like, all you can think about, like, man, how much cooler would it be if we were, like, in someone's living room, right?
1: I I don't like, I don't, I, we got so spoiled. I don't even like being at bigger shows. They're not, I, you know, a venue that's.
2: if the floor is not about to cave in at yeah. any time, yeah. I'm not really having the maximum amount of fun yeah, that I can exactly. be having. No. I'm like not covered face paint and like shit. <laughs> am,
1: I, am I dripping sweat? Is every inch of me covered in water right now?
2: Yeah.
1: That's those, those uh, some the of the, yeah some of the best. Some of the best. I, yeah. We, we've talked about that a bunch too. How just like the impersonal nature of a lot of the arena shows now, like obviously some productions like Romstein it can't see that yeah. in someone's living room, right? It's going to burn the fucking house down, but <laughs> you know, uh, rage against the machine. I don't want to see rage against the machine in an arena. I want to see them in a, a shitty fucking bar that holds 150 people. That's yeah. where
2: I want to see I mean, rage like,
1: against the machine.
2: The largest venue I want to see a venue, like a band is like exit in like that's as big. Yeah. Totally. The equivalent of the size one here. That's kind of my rule of like cutoff. It's like, that's the biggest place that I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, Unless it's like a bucket list band, but even then, I just tried to buy Cure tickets this afternoon, and it was one hundred and seventy nine dollars a piece, and I was like, "Nope, sorry, dude." (laughs) Yeah, don't like you guys that much. Yeah, damn, one hundred eighty bucks. Yeah, but
1: But I I mean, didn't you go to South Africa to see the Cure? I did. (laughs) (laughs) So, and it was only one hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, right, exactly,
2: dude. That was the best part about it. (laughs) Charlie, Charlie bought the tickets, and then couldn't find anyone to go to South Africa with. And he was like, I won't charge you for the tickets if you could just make it to South Africa. And I was like, I mean, and I knew Charlie had it all, you know, because Charlie's thorough. So I knew he had like the places figured out, the car. Yeah,
1: the route, like, everything.
2: Like yeah, much, I buy my tickets and then I just latch on to Charlie and he's yeah. you know, stressed. Yeah, it's always good to have friends that aren't on some like wanderlust fuckery where they're just like, it's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. It's like, no, we're literally across the world with a limited amount of resources and money. Like, (laughs) exactly. And he knew that. So it was like, I just thought. Bought tickets like I, I remember. Like it would be like the Charlie Bank, even because I didn't have enough money when I was over there. So I was just like, "Can I get some money from the Charlie Bank?" <laughs> <laughs> please,
1: but it was a good time.
2: <laughs> please, <our> money, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a good time. Yeah, and then we saw the Cure. The, we saw the wildest thing at the Cure. The crazy, like, all right, it still to this day baffles me. A woman dancing during the first song pulls. What I, an object out of her boot and lays it on stage. And I go, what was that? Um, what looked like a balloon or something. At the end of the show, she takes that object, pulls it up, and then I realize it is a tied filled condom. <laughs> like, used condom. And then she just puts it back into her boot. Just lays it on stage for the whole care show. And I thought I was going crazy. I was like, there's no way I just watched what happened happen. That had to have been some kind of witchcraft ritual. Yeah, or no,
1: one hundred percent. That's that's what uh, we, was going on there for sure. Yeah.
2: We the airport the next day, and I went on Twitter and I, and someone else would be like, I just saw the craziest. <laughs> 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 I,
1: I love Twitter. I love Twitter way. for that.
2: And I was like, see, I'm not crazy. Cause I was trying to tell Charlie and he was like, I was like, this is some random other person on Twitter saying the same thing.
1: That is fucking hysterical. Yeah. That's, that's really weird.
2: Yeah. Definitely. Some like blessing, some calm.
1: Yeah. 100%. There was some ritualistic nature to that. Absolutely.
2: She looked pretty witchy, you know, like wooey for sure. Yeah. Spooky. But yeah. The cure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah. Well, speaking of airports, yeah. Speaking um, of airports, <laughs> I know. No, yeah. Speaking of airports and comm, nailed it, fucking uh, yeah. nailed it. <laughs> Transitions. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. We uh, we had a little weird conspiracy scam topic that we uh, that we wanted to chat about today, and and Tyler, since you're such a an avid world traveler, uh, I feel that you are well qualified to talk about. Uh, any of these weird conspiracies around the Denver International Airport? I mean, I did get trapped there for two days in a snowstorm and dive deep into the subject the whole time I was there. You've, yeah, you're looking for the tunnels, like. Yeah, I, know I was literally like going to the murals. And like What's behind through. this door? <laughs> it's under the Burger King. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like order? You have to say something to get to the tunnel, like one medium diet Coke, please. Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> well, one con- Illuminati burger. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Illuminati <laughs> burger.
2: yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it's just like a. I thought it was a fun, a fun bit. 'Cause when I was talking about it, someone who had never heard of it when you guys asked me to do the cast, and I was like, Oh, that would be a fun one, you know. Not that I like know like a crazy amount about it, I just think it's a, a, a really funny
1: story. It is. It's it's a funny and interesting one. What I found kind of interesting as I was trying to go over some shit to just like refresh my memory, they wiped all the conspiracy shit. In fact, the only shit I could find on YouTube is videos just debunking the conspiracy theory. In fact, <laughs> United. Today. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember when, when the, the, I guess, you know, between 2010 and 2015, when this was like really bubbling up, when I became aware of it at least, there was a ton of shit. A ton of like, and like not even really batshit conspiracy videos on YouTube. Just like a lot of strange stuff happening over here. What's going on with this? None of, I couldn't find any of those. I dug as deep as I could. YouTube has totally squashed the shit. Even the, the controversy used to be on the Wikipedia page and they even fucking took it off of there. They're trying to completely spin it to be like, oh, you must be a fucking moron if you look into this you must we've debunked this a bunch (laughs) yeah
2: it's wild that i i remember watching video after video like when you're talking about like it might have been like 2013 when i got trapped there and i just like down a k-hole on youtube about these and i went on today to do the same thing like a refresher and it's all just news like local news
1: debunking
2: thrillist or something being like this is why you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> well, just, just to, just to zoom out a little bit. Um, do we want to kind of just give like a, like a over, like a kind of like an overarching. Yeah. Just yeah. A, a little, little bit about some of these conspiracies and what, how it kind of came to be or, you know, whatever, I, uh, whatever you, you know about the subjects. Sorry, I know up.
1: Tyler, Tyler was taking notes. So Tyler run with it. Let's, let's just start okay, giving us some word vomit see. and let's take it from there.
2: Like what it was like, two, four, some billion dollars over budget being built and like five years late. And like what the first thing that I remember reading about was like, if you look around, there's dirt everywhere because so much dirt was excavated. But like the cubic square feet of dirt is so much more than what is actually excavated. So there's like an underground city for the elite uh, during like nuclear war underneath there's like tunnels to different places in Colorado, Springs, into the capital in Denver and supposedly there's multiple like six-story buildings built underneath in this underground city. Other than that, just like all the weird creepy Illuminati shit, like the weird murals and like isn't there like a Freemason time?
1: And uh, that 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 Yeah, that one is really weird too because I watched a couple of the videos, and even when they went to debunk it, they didn't debunk it. They they say what the conspiracy was, which was on that plaque it says the New World Order Airport Commission or something like that. It does not exist, but why would you put that on a plaque at a fucking airport?
2: Yeah, Yeah. they say they say it was like, like the commission that like brought like marketed the airport for its opening is what they is the
1: it 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 wasn't a real thing there's no there's no thing that is that and in the one video i watched they're like they say it's this and then they don't offer a, butt. they just go to the next, they go to the, they talk about the murals. That one is weird. Now, a lot of buildings have Masonic cornerstones and that's going back a long, 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 long time, you know, before the foundation of this country, hundreds of years, hundreds of years before it was even a social club, you know, the, the, having a square and compass or a cornerstone at a building at any building to commemorate its opening, not weird. It, yeah. It go go yeah. downtown and you'll see it at every fucking building down there
2: yeah but, I've seen uh, it multiple times for sure
1: to have that writing on it is strange now I guess really where, where for me what, what piqued my interest on it is all the things that you just touched on Tyler they're strange they're strange to be at an airport and, and the way I look at it is after 9-11 airports became way less fun why is this one so fun?
2: Still fun.
1: <laughs> really? Why, why, why do they have a mural depicting mass genocide yeah. at, the, at the entry to the tunnel? Why do they have one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse with glowing red eyes? Lucifer. Blucifer. Yeah. Why is that the first thing that people see when they come into... When I think of a post 9-11 airport, I think dentist office. Yeah. How do we make people feel yeah, well, as sure. comfortable and yeah. safe as possible?
2: Sterile, very just yeah.
1: Cut and dry. We don't want anyone Time freaking out.
2: Where to go? There is food and water in bathrooms.
1: Yeah. Everything is safe. Follow the follow the path. Why would you do that at this airport? <laughs> so so there were a couple things. I tried to find these articles. I couldn't fucking find them. Let's let's I guess just go back to the very beginning. This dovetails on another subject that we'd have to do a whole other episode on, but it's called something called deep underground military bases, DUMs. And these military bases are massive facilities that can, uh, you know, sustain life for upwards of a thousand people. There are a number of these known. There's probably a bunch that we don't know about. The most popular one is in Cheyenne Mountain.
2: Yeah, the Cheyenne.
1: terminator that that's not a joke that is a that is a facility they board out of a mountain it can sustain a thousand people in there that's the head of uh, norad that's the head of ssac or not ssac uh, god damn it what's the
2: bmi ascap uh, BMI ascap uh, Harry Potter, uh, universal Harry Potter. music group
1: yeah, yeah no it's uh it's the there sac is. sac there we go strategic air command that the the door to that facility is can take a direct nuclear blast. Oh, wow. This, these are real things. And we have this crazy, we have all sorts of crazy boring technology to, to build tunnels. We have these, uh, uh, massive bores that heat up the rock so hot that it liquefies. It turns to magma and they can just melt the inside of a mountain or like deep rock and they can build these massive facilities. There's a few of them that are known. A lot of the major Air Force bases have underground components. The Pentagon for sure does. White House for sure does. And there's this long-standing rumor since at least the 80s that a lot of these places are connected via via high-speed train rail, Uh, high-speed underground train rail, and there's literally a whole other plane of existence happening just below the surface that none of us are allowed to interact with. Um, Whether it's aliens, whether it's government, Purely government, like crazy research. Who knows? Uh, you know, there's no telling. We'll never go down there, but you
2: know, about the burrito tunnel, right? Or what what was it? You know, what I'm talking about?
1: The burrito tunnel.
2: There's like something called like the pitch black burrito tunnel or something, and it's supposed to be like a, a high speed anti gravity tunnel that's buried between San Francisco and New York or something like that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's okay. So, that's exactly what that's exactly what uh, I was talking about before. Like, there's this uh, longstanding conspiracy that we have, um, there's a massive tunnel network underneath America and it connects all the power centers. So if any leading politician or general needed to get somewhere safely, they wouldn't have to go in the sky. They'd be they'd, in their building, they'd get in a train system and they'd jet away. And there's some evidence to suggest that that exists. But anyways, how this comes back to... Uh, Denver International Airport is, a lot of people think that this is this Illuminati headquarters for some kind of of end-of-the-world scenario. They would funnel all the people here, and this would be the sorting center. This would be how they would filter through the remnants of what was left from the catastrophic event or alien invasion or whatever. When they built this thing, they had this budget of a couple billion dollars. They built an entire airport, and then they're like, "Mm, "No, we fucked it up. So they buried it again. So now it is known that there's at least one layer of shit that is underneath this. They showed it off in some of the videos on YouTube. They take the tours underneath. Um, yeah,
2: they actually do tours under? under not,
1: not, earth? not for the like public, they, but for publicity. And newscasters, and yeah. Stuff, yeah, 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 for publicity. So uh, it is known that they have these massive underground tunnels, and it's yes, some of it is for heavy machinery getting around the campus uh uh, some of it's for the baggage but there's a lot and it's one of it's the i think the largest airport
2: square footage
1: in in america yeah um now where it gets more strange before we even unpack any more of the airport one of the things that i tried to find but i couldn't was something that came out around the same time that i was getting into it and it's that the royal family in the uk A bunch of other, you know, uh, very prominent global figures were buying up large patches of land around Around this airport. Yeah, and that's that's for me when it became very strange. Why? Now I get it that these super wealthy people they trade in land. That's part of their assets in their portfolio of things, right? So they're constantly buying shit. But why are they all buying these? small little parcels of this specific land an airport with this kind of a conspiracy associated with it a conspiracy that is so known they have to openly acknowledge it in the airport As a I, the last dude the last time i was there they were like we're remodeling you'll never know what's going to be here next and then there's a little alien peeking out from behind it they're like i remember with it. dude i yeah. remember
2: it from being there. they're rolling
1: they're they're rolling with it and this this is Part of a, 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 a larger campaign that I have kind of seen since really the '90s or early 2000s is rebranding anyone who believes in a conspiracy as a total fucking moron. You have to be goofy. You've watched too many movies. They yeah. really—they've been trying to do that, and they've successively gotten better and better at it in the past couple of years. It's gotten really extreme. It's why we can't find any of this shit. It's all filtered out. Google and YouTube are filtering it out. That's why we don't see it.
2: But we did, yeah, we, we did see it. Yeah, because like, I remember did see it. So many, so many write-ups about it, and like I was trying to look for that too. About huge, like prominent people buying like parcels of la- land around it. That like when this airport was built, nothing was around it at yeah. all. Like why? It's even, it's even like outside of the city a little bit. Well, and that and, was that was a huge point. To, a... If you've ever been, you ever been to Denver, it's like it's kind of you know it's central it's like right there. Forty and minutes then, out. Yeah, and then it gets kind of sparse. Like you're literally in the mountains, you know. And then there's just fucking Blucifer out of nowhere. It's the first thing you see. <laughs> well, it's it, you know that that
1: even pissed people off when they originally proposed the idea that we're going to build a, an airport for Denver, and it's going to be a half hour away from Denver. Like what kind of what kind of airport is that? Yeah. Now, gra- granted, it it does make sense, especially for an airport. You want it to be as far away from a city as possible, less less the least amount of interference, air traffic wise. Right. but it's just hilarious. There was just, this thing has been, has smelled fishy since the beginning. People in Denver have been saying it since the beginning. Around the time that we were talking about Tyler, that era was when people were, construction workers were coming forward and being like, I yeah. see, I'm down there and I see this crate. It's huge. It's yeah. way bigger than they need for this airport. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's, there's this whole other Layer to this down here, so
2: I remember an interview where one dude literally says in an interview that there's multiple five story buildings like under under the airport under the bottom layer
1: and it for for some people, I think it's hard to believe that we have the ability to build facilities underground, which is why I wanted to bring up Cheyenne mountain, and really, all you have to do is a quick Google search, like there are a couple we're very uh, uh open about some of them just to flex that we have the technology but I'm sure we have Dude, these shits I mean, all over the fucking place and, and at scale that we're not even thinking I mean, of. of we're course, not even think, prepared well, to
2: any major city now like they literally dig out the ground to make those giant buildings with parking garages and all that yeah. stuff we for sure have that technology yeah. and it doesn't take that long to do it no. you know no. Uh, there's, there's one very
1: famous one. This was a, a, a presidential and congressional bunker. It was in a ho- beneath a hotel in uh, Washington or Virginia somewhere. They built a bunker that would house Senate, Congress and the president. And they built it in this hotel while the hotel was open. No one knew they built a bunker in this hotel. And they just, de- it was in the 60s. They declassified it recently. You can go there on tours and shit now, but it, they've been yeah, it's doing like it.
2: Giant white looking hotel in the woods kind of. Yep.
1: No, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And they did that, that. That that hotel was open for business the whole time and nobody knew. They are digging tunnels
2: and stuff too. It's, yeah. it's a
1: whole, like it could support all of those people and you know their immediate staff, anyone who would get sucked into that. I think, I don't know if it's in, the Capitol building or if it's in the Pentagon or if it's in the White House underneath those buildings, there already is a known train line.
2: Oh yeah. Like there's
1: there's pictures of it. They talk about it. It's how a lot of the very important prominent uh, DC people get around from place to place so quickly.
2: I mean, there's like tunnels throughout Chicago from the, like, from smuggling booze and stuff and like Al Capone. Oh yeah.
1: For sure. Even in Nashville, there's, there's a bunch of buildings with like, Um, but
2: all
1: all I mean to say is that this, when people say it's not, there's no way we could do that. 100%. Just look at Cheyenne mountain facility. Like there's TV, they've done TV shows about it. It's incredible. The shit that we can do. So is it possible? Absolutely. I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to share. This is the first time (laughs) I ever, I ever went to Denver international airport. (laughs)
2: <laughs> dude I remember these pictures and you were so excited this, I, like, was,
1: I had been waiting this is the first time I'd ever had the occasion to step through here and this is uh, me in front of uh, one of the banners um, this represents the flower of life uh, the children of the world this is later in the procession of these things some of these, these are covered up now what
2: really yeah, covered up a few of the murals now
1: Wow. That is incredible. Yeah. Here's like this. Why do you want this? Why do you want this at an airport?
2: Yeah. That's very unsettling.
1: Like at a, at an, at a museum. Absolutely. Even at like a, a state building where we're talking about the civics of community and building a better world. That makes sense at an airport. doesn't make sense. It just, it's confusing. So this, this is, you know this, and this is like you have you walk past this going anywhere after security, you walk past this, and um this is like the middle stage. I think I got pictures of the other one too. Yeah, that's the that's my, the full scope.
2: My question is right, like why would they even promote stuff like that? Right, like it's it's it, obviously it's you know I know Denver kind of has that reputation of kind of being like an artsy ish kind of kind of hippie vibe to it a little bit, but like. W- who even thought that was a good idea, right? Especially if they're, if they are in fact trying to cover up any kind of thing, there, why have something that would elude or make people think more? Well, they say it was because it's like a pro environmental mural about a time when there was no war, and like it's, it's yeah, there's the one. <laughs> this, yeah. this is this That's is the, the war one that, has, that said has been covered. I'm yeah. pretty sure this, Which this, yes. The giant sword uh, next to the children, yeah, that's
1: and the storm, the stormtrooper, yeah, the stormtrooper sweeping a yeah. wind of plague across the land, yeah. yeah, real, real, real cheery fucking sentiment. Denver Airport, thank you. Uh, the artist's name is Leo Tanguma, and if this isn't any shade against him. I think the art is actually beautiful, and in the correct context, I wouldn't even be annoyed with it or suspicious no, of it. But no, in, yeah, the, in the part, airport, yeah. in the airport, in the airport, is suspicious. So
2: it goes well with Cinnabon.
1: For yeah. Absolutely. Now there's a there's a thing there's a the murals at certain places are significant. And you have to think about this is ultimately emulating a style of mural that was really big during Art Deco styles uh, uh, uh the the time frame from the 1900s to maybe like the 30s arc deco is most notably rockefeller center that's like a, pr- a prime showcase of arc deco architecture that's what cities were in the 20s and a lot of them would have these murals the state capitol building in nebraska built around the same time very similar not, not anywhere close to this but they had to pay tribute to the fact that we slaughtered all the natives that were there. So that's incorporated there, but it makes, it makes sense because it's part of the history of the state. Why is this at an airport? If you, if you, there's a very interesting channel. um, It's called hidden in plain sight. It's this really nerdy guy who goes into some deep dive. uh, uh, Significance of not only how cities are laid out, but certain buildings and certain works of art in those buildings. Uh, There's a comparable mural in the United Nations great hall where they have the big meetings and this guy unpacks it perfectly. And what I learned from watching that and a number of other of his dissections of these things is that regardless of if the artist believed in some strange esoteric, you know, sinister agenda at a bare minimum, there was meaning behind every single thing in the portrait. Every single thing in here has some significance and some relevance. And depending on how you're interpreting that picture, you can get certain things out of it. Um, I've heard the artist's interpretation of this. I've heard other people's interpretations of this. It's just very strange that in a post 9-11 airport, we would have this on the wall. I, I don't know. It's just, I never, I never got over why they would even, who, what asshole thought that was going to be a good idea.
2: <laughs> Do I put Anything like somewhat that could possibly be scary or off putting in any place. Bro, yeah. there's,
1: there's, there's a fucking, there's, there's a burning building. Hang on. Let me see if I can <laughs> like in, in one of these, in one of these, let me get to it here. I've even heard an, uh, uh, an unpacking of this that these are supposed to represent the twin towers.
2: Oh, but, whoa! They are you know, like there's, two there's a towers. city.
1: Yeah, there's there's a there's somebody who does like a, a really in depth breakdown of it. But even again, those videos I can't find those videos anymore. They're 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 just like Scrub. relegated to some yeah, just some scrubbed folder on YouTube. But I don't know. It's weird. And again, like the the gargoyles there that are scattered around all over the place it's just strange the land is the strangest though why why were all those people buying land and does that mean they're developing a bunker underneath does that mean they just want to own some no, steak there no,
2: you're l- looking into this too too deep okay it's a bunch of artsy motherfuckers who just want to go skiing that's all it yeah, is. You're right. They just want to look at like their Rocky Mountain <laughs> High, man. <laughs> John Denver, Actually, dude. They all knew that weed's going to be legal there at first, so they yeah, exactly. They're, that's they're they're growing their weed there it's for all, sure. It's all the bad guys' ski teams from those '80s, like skis and snowboarding <laughs> movies. It's all of them. you're gonna they're, have a bad time. They're all European and they're all wearing like skin tight suits, right? <laughs> They're like Johnny Tsunami bought like the most land out there. I don't know. <laughs> he went Richter. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but,
2: but it is. Totally but it is. Tale. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it 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 is. It just is weird. Like that that airport for that. There's no reason you would build an airport that big, and with the intention to expand it as big as they. They want to, unless you think it's going to play a a crucial and critical role in air traffic for America moving forward. This thing is fucking massive. And this dovetails on a a conspiracy that I have been working on for quite a few years.
2: Oh, here we go. If you look, (laughs) if you
1: look, if you look at a topographic map of the United States, you'll see that most of the eastern seaboard, probably all the way into fucking Ohio, and a good chunk of the west coast, they're just at or barely above sea level. And if the sea level rises, which it is, and it will continue to, 30, 40, 50 feet, all of those places are now underwater. Completely, no one's living there. And what all that's also where the population centers of America are. And what would happen is all those people would have to move to the Midwest. Now, when I lived in Nebraska, I would always wonder these same things. Why are they developing the infrastructure here so that I can support millions of people? When this is Nebraska, millions of people will never work live here.
2: Yeah, right.
1: But- The way they've been aggressively developing Denver and the way they've been aggressively developing a couple other crucial cities in the Midwest, they're gearing them up to be the new capital of the United States once Washington, D.C. is underwater. And I'm just calling it now. The reason that the Denver airport was significant then is because they were aware of this, they saw the projections, and they wanted to have a contingency. Now, maybe maybe that's not necessarily uh, totally sinister, but... um, you know, you could say it's just preparing. They're yeah. just, they were just hedging their bets. If the water doesn't rise and it's fine, they've still got Atlanta and all the New York airports and uh, uh, LAX and and uh, Portland, Seattle. But uh, that, th- th- I think, they're gearing that to be the number one hub for international travel in the United States. That's just my. That's a conspiracy. I'm just putting that out there. I'm saying it now.
2: I also heard in one of those videos like back in the day before they were scrubbed, like about like seismic tidal waves would only reach so far in on either right. side of the United States. And Denver is like a perfect amount out yep. the other Protect side. Like, by the mountains. Yeah. It's huh. like...
1: Well, and, and Denver, the mile high city. Yeah. It's mile high. Like if, if you really look at the elevation map of the United States, it's crazy. A large, like almost the entire East third of the country is at just at sea level all the way into, you know, Ohio, Missouri, probably, uh, uh, all the Southeast. It's just gone. If the water rises, but Denver, Denver square, it's a mile above sea level. It's not, nothing's going to be the problem there. I don't maybe know. Maybe all those, maybe all those know. white
2: people with dreadlocks are onto something down there.
1: Yeah. They're there. The Wookiees are going to repopulate this planet. And you know, I'm not even mad at that.
2: <laughs> Just the nation of wooks.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm not even fucking mad at it. Everyone's just gonna be boofing crystals and- But what? Let me <laughs> let me half <laughs> an air roster. Um, Ellen Ellen Tyler Jesus. Cool Tyler, of the things that you saw about this shit, what was, was just we'll do this last thing and then we can wrap it up. Of the things that you saw about this, what were the most sinister? What was the most like sinister fucking conspiracy you heard about this shit?
2: I don't know about sinister. I just like thought the whole underground city, like the rich people buying land. You know, the whole there's mounds of dirt, billions of dollars on it, like accounted for. Yeah, I mean, more so like interesting than sinister. Like, I mean, the most sinister thing is the goddamn eyes of fucking Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just glowing, also, then there's it. the artist who made it. Right when he finished it, it fell over and severed an artery in his arm, and he died. It fucking killed him. It's blood, cursed.
1: That's a blood sacrifice, baby.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, and in the end, that. our our creations kill us all, don't they? Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> definitely. Him, him, just a little quicker.
2: And, uh, and poor the, Tyler's going to be running from uh, bike-powered laser, yeah. laser. <laughs> no, dude, he'll be he'll
1: he'll he'll be fine. He's just going to build a taller bike. Yeah. They'll never be able to touch him.
2: No, this bike's going underground.
1: Bro. <laughs> oh weird. shit! Deep underground <laughs> military bikes. The bike goes five this stories. Fuck yeah, dude.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the most I I I heard some real fucked up shit about it, but probably the most dark was that there were some rooms in there that had like spray basically I heard this was, oh, like,
2: was like a gassing the, the
1: genocide yeah. chamber. Like when, when the, the, the culling happens and they're rounding up everyone to the population centers, like agenda 21 or America 2050, all the, the dovetailing conspiracies. When that shit goes down, everyone's getting shipped to the Denver international airport and underneath there's where you're going to get sorted. And where we're going to ride out whatever fucking cataclysmic event is happening on, on the, on the earth. And I, I don't necessarily believe that. I don't, if there's a, cataclysm, catacly, <laughs> if there's a cataclysmic <laughs> event on earth, how the fuck are you flying people to Denver airport? Yeah. Like if there's a comet, what are you going to, you're just going to fly so around the comet? A like, little like, bit of turbulence, little, no nowhere. big deal. Okay. Yeah, right. We're, we're talking to that. That's also another funny thing I think about too, is like you can have your doomsday bunker, but unless you're, right next to your doomsday bunker you might not make it there
2: yeah
1: like if you're if you're on a plane and the fucking earthquake hits where how are you gonna get to your bunker yeah you know, are, are you gonna be able to land anywhere you know i i don't know the the doomsday scenario only makes sense for me is if you have a bunker in your house or your house is the
2: bunker Yeah, or you just live like, you know, upstate New York. Like, you have like an escape plan, you know, like. Yeah. Civilization. Like, you got a trail. You got your back. Yeah, easy. Yeah, easy
1: easy bug out. Yeah, totally.
2: But who's going to try to live that life for the rest of their lives?
1: Yeah, Clint and I talk about that too all the time. Just fucking kill me.
2: Yeah. yeah, like if it there's, gets there's the, no need if I have season, to
1: if I have to contemplate eating human flesh, just kill yeah. me. Done. There's no yeah. need
2: for season five of Walking Dead. I'd be yeah. long gone. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I don't, don't want to live here yeah. anymore. I don't want to do this. Uh, but what I do want to do is uh, take another trip to the Denver airport. So maybe I'll go do that. Soon. Yeah, you should maybe I'll take a snowboard trip together and we can have a long. We can go forever. shred <laughs> the gnar
1: Let's yeah. go. We, we can
2: right go Richter now. together. richter together we're going going full twist baby richter i hardly knew her
1: uh okay so here's the thing we'll have to do another one of these when your schedule permits let's uh we can unpack the the deep underground military bases
2: Tyler's, tyler's fun anytime you want to come
1: no, this Amazing. was great. Yeah, seriously, thank you for coming on with us today here. And, um, you know, we'll we'll coordinate. Stay on afterward. We'll we'll keep chatting. But uh, this has been the Totally Legitimate Business Podcast. We want to thank the two people that were watching for watching and uh, nobody else. Everybody else, if you're watching this after the fact, fuck you. All right. <laughs> we'll see you later, everybody.
2: Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
0: This has been the totally legitimate business podcast. V-L- with your hosts, Clint G. and James Oliva. Who? Executive Producers, Clint G. and James Oliva. That's obnoxious. Sound design, mix, and master by James Oliva. Literally no one cares. For more Totally Legitimate Business, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Totally Legitimate Business, or add us on TikTok at Pod. When will this end? Thank you for listening. Now get back to work. Move it along, buddy.